Welcome to Your Move Creep. My name is Larry Reed, and this is a podcast celebrating action cinema from 1988 to the year 2000, from the east to the west, from the worst to the best. So I'm without a guest this week, just me on my own. I'm just going to be talking a little bit about my trip down to Bristol for Forbidden Wills Fest and a little bit about the films I got to see. Later on in the podcast, we'll be sitting down with Tessa, one of the organisers for Forbidden Wills. We'll discuss a little bit the history and the reason behind the festival beginnings. So... As I say, I flew down to Bristol in Foreign Worlds back in May, May the 18th to be exact. If you're not familiar with Foreign Worlds, it's a relatively new film festival which started last year, um, celebrating 40 years of, of movies. So on Thursday night, I got to see one of my favourite films, uh, The Terminator, uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it was actually preceded by a talk from a gentleman called Ian Nathan. Ian Nathan, if you don't aren't aware, he is a writer. He uh, recently written, wrote a book about James Cameron himself, uh, entitled James Cameron, A Retrospective. Ian gave a quick presentation about the legendary special effects maestro Stan Winston uh, before the wonderful surprise of James Cameron himself introducing the Terminator and recounting stories about Stan and his relationship when they were filming the movie and the relationship kind of going onwards through um, the years. Obviously Terminator, as I said a moment ago, I spoke about it, is one of my favourite films so it's pretty amazing to get to see that in the big screen, big IMAX screen. Um, it's a film I'm very, I've kind of been brought up with um, seen it on VHS and obviously been extremely love, in love with the soundtrack and obviously Arnold himself and Kyle Reese and just the whole kind of action and sort of new sort of noir of it and the sort of slasher elements of it so it's kind of a mixture of all, all the things I like you know it's I've always kind of talked about it being quite a kind of a horror movie more than an action movie but yeah it's really awesome to get to see that on the big screen um, then we got to see the fantastic Bumpkin Ned uh, which was actually directed by the late great Stan Winston we talked about a moment ago it was actually introduced by his, his son uh, who's kind of carried on the sort of legacy of the Stan Winston school um, of kind of practical effects and special effects so going on to Friday I uh, got to see some of my favourite movies including Royal Warriors with uh, starring Michelle Yeoh. The theme regard throughout the the weekend was kind of celebrating Michelle Yeoh um, films and you know her as a, kind of an action star and as an actress. Um, I got to see Gremlins 2, which is obviously a, a big favourite of mine. Um, and we also got to see an amazing 4K restoration of Way of the Dragon, an amazing Bruce Lee film. You know everybody knows about the very famous Coliseum fight scene with him and Chuck Norris. He's actually introduced by um, Bruce Lee's daughter, who, who kind of helms the Bruce Lee Foundation. You know, uh, it's, it was a presentation by Arrow Films who are put out these this amazing kind of box set of 4K restorations I had quite, actually well, I could just recently get to see more of these these films got to see Game, um, Game of Death got to see Fist of Fury in the Glasgow Film Theatre uh, again 4K restorations of that um, so it was quite amazing to get to see all these 
films I never really got to see, only got to see them kind of VHS and DVD very much in sort of the early 90s and kind of into the 2000s, but never get to see them on the screen until, you know, they all kind of come out at one time, so it's quite interesting and cool to get to see them, um, the way they're sort of meant to be seen. So yeah, it was, as I say, it's pretty amazing to actually get to see Royal Warriors, I think it was one of the one of my new favourite kind of Girls With Guns movies. Um, if, you're familiar, if you're not familiar, that's, that's one of the... Um, long run series or in the line of duty films, you know, yes, Madam and in line of duty three and in line of duty four. Um, that's an amazing series. Again, the Eureka I've just put out in a box set, which is you should check out. On Saturday, we got to see the heroic trio again, Michelle Yu, kind of leading through this this weekend. Um, so we continued our love and our kind of sort of fascination with her. Um, that film, well, again, was a first time watch for me. It's such an amazing kind of banana, strange, wusha sort of action movie. Um, definitely, and again. As I learn a little bit more about Michelle Yeoh, you know, um, I'm joking, I get to a little bit, but we'll talk about Police Story 3 and uh, Sunday's rundown. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's such an amazing film. Obviously, Maggie Chung, as you know from the Police Story movies, um, just plays this amazing kind of badass biker chick, which is just fairly, fairly amazing. Um, we also got to see Cliffhanger. Um, Cliffhanger, sort of, I think, was sort of made to be seen in an IMAX screen. It's such a kind of big, you know, beautiful looking movie. We also got an introduction to Cliffhanger by the director, Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan himself, apparently, Polly was the, um, the highlight of the introductions. Um, you know, we've got like Joe Dante, introducing Gremlins, we've got James Cameron, I see we've talked about the Terminator. We even got John Carpenter on Sunday talking about a song piece of which we'll go into in a minute. Um, but I think Rennie was probably the highlight for me just because he was so absolutely passionate, you know, that he was probably given a brief to say, well, just Rennie, we just want you to talk a little bit about the movie quickly and just kind of give a quick introduction and we'll just get to the movie. But he kind of spoke about for about 25 minutes about, and he kept saying, oh, I just need to go, I just need to go, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go, I'll let you go. And then suddenly it was, <laughs> we had another story to tell and some another wonderful uh, Stallone impression to kind of grace us with so definitely um, a highlight for me and definitely uh, funny in a sort of um, accidental sense um, or something I'd, I'd love to speak to and kind of pick his brain about that film because I think he's very very passionate and he's made a lot of other great movies but uh, Clifford is probably one of my favourites we also got to see the kind of Euro Police shallow slash action film Amsterdam this is my again another first time watch for me it was you know super interesting and crazy and very European, um, kind of reminded me of sort of like, not Argento, but you know, these sort of like, these Euro police movies, you know, they would, you would see from kind of Italy, um, but strangely in, in Amsterdam and uh, all spoken in Dutch, which is very, very strange. But if you don't, if you get the chance to pick that up on Blu-ray or DVD, I would definitely check it out or, you know, get one of your local cinemas to screen it or local kind of film um, film shows. <laughs> is that the best word to say? No, I mean, I'm trying to say just your film program is what I'm, what I'm trying to kind of understand and try to pick across but my brain is absolutely having a brain fart at the moment so going on to Sunday and unfortunately the last day of the festival uh, Sunday was definitely a kind of an action heavy day I will say that there's a lot more movies I got to see over the weekend you know films like Return to Oz um, films like films like The Bananas you know Bristol based sci-fi 70 sci-fi movie Prey um, got to see Dolls which is one of my favourite um, movies because you know Brian using it was as a big hero of mine for practical effects so got to get and see that and the big screen was amazing um, getting to see you know King Kong for the very first time but you know uh, this is an action movie podcast so I'm probably going to big up the action movies first and foremost so Sunday we got to see was I see much more action heavy so we got to see Police Story 3 again that kind of through line of Michelle Yeoh films um, I don't know if, if you haven't seen Police Story 3 before it's an amazing sort of 
um, big introduction to our kind of her Michelle was kind of big introduction to kind of a wider audience with you know paired up with Jackie Chan you know probably one of the biggest or the biggest you know action stars in Hong Kong at the time and I think she kind of goes toe to toe with him does some amazing sort of behind the scenes stuff and uh, if you've watched any sort of the DVDs or the Blu-rays that have recently come out from Eureka you'll see that you know she speaks very highly of Jackie um, and her time there and though it's very hard and very hard going that you know she, she definitely kind of measures up and definitely kind of sets her stamp in terms of the uh, as, as action star she kind of gives her sort of best performance and though she was in films just say like before like Roy Warriors and Heroic Trio and she was in you know Yes Madam with Cynthia Rothrock and Magnificent Warriors as well these are amazing movies but this is Supercop was sort of the film that made her um, notable, noticeable I guess and um, sort of propelled her into stardom and kind of west for western audiences so it was awesome to see that and we got to see that with an intro from uh, Police as a Polite Society director Nida Mansour um, who kind of had the kind of quote that kind of encapsulated the the weekend, you know, the minute I seen, she said, the minute she seen the, the rundown of the films, it was, she thought, this is very much my shit, which I kind of feel it was, uh, which I kind of go on to talk about with Tessa later on, that that was sort of the the quote of the weekend from me, uh, because, you know, the minute I seen that, we went to my partner and explained, look, this, this, this film festival seems to be for me, it's built for me, that um, it's programmed for me, um, it's almost like I kind of willed it into existence, but um, I, I, I digress, I suppose. Um, if you're not seen Polite Society, it's a, a really great movie, um, very much kind of plays off that sort of um, kind of British kind of comedy almost, you know, that, you know, that it's very kind of um, very based in sort of, you know, British Asian life. Um, I believe it's set in Wales, but also it's got this mix, mixed in with sort of martial arts and the sort of like this, um, that sort of that sort of feeling of, you know, these Michelle Yeoh movies, the, the Jackie Chan movies, the sort of wire working a little bit, they use a little bit in the movie. Uh, definitely an excellent movie and hopefully I can maybe get Nita to come on and speak about Supercop in the future. Um, then we got to see the amazing Assault and Precinct 13, uh, went into by my hero, John Carpenter, I remember. Obviously going throughout the weekend, it was a lot about seeing the introductions from, you know, I see before, like Rennie Harlan and... And um, James Cameron, and you know, get Phil Tippett, which we'll talk about in a second. And you know, we had Joe Dante. You know, these kind of guys that you know I've kind of grown up watching our movies. We're not watching our movies, and but it was definitely a moment where I thought I, I, I can't handle it if John Carpenter comes on the screen. Uh, and I audibly kind of went fuck off the minute he came up. But it's 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 quite a thing, you know. And it's not in the, it's not in the building. It's not there, in, you know. But he's there in spirit, and it's that's um, just equally amazing to me. And um, so that was pretty much a surprise and very much a welcomed one. Um, and that movie is just so good. Um, it's just an amazing bit of kind of 70s exploitation and you know definitely one of my favourites of his um, you know obviously my favourites of his is The Thing and, but in Big Thunder Little China again it's obviously a big big film for me but yeah the, you know it's hard to hard to kind of put down James Carpenter yeah, John, sorry James Carpenter John Carpenter as, uh, as someone who has a bad bad films um, maybe we don't talk about Ghost from Mars maybe we don't talk about The Ward uh, <laughs> but this film again it was amazing and it's, it's a kind of joy to behold in terms of getting to see these in such great um, transfers and getting to see sort of like 4K versions of all these movies has, has been amazing and finally we got to see Starship Troopers now the last time I've seen Starship Troopers in the 90s it was on a very blurry screen in a cinema in Aviemore when I was on a trip for a Christian youth group um, all the kind of girls didn't really want to do and go and see that we went to see um, Star Trek Troopers and it was out of focus the whole time um, or I think for majority of the movie so that it was actually quite quite a boon to see this in the, in the cinema and see it in clarity <laughs> instead of it being like a horrible like squint your eyes to see you know what action is going on um, obviously Star Trek Troopers you know again made by you know, the person that the director that sort of 
gave me gave me the name for this 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 very podcast. You know, Power for Hoven. You know, created Robocop. Um, again, we spoke just a little bit to Phil Tippett. Um, you know, very very famously was going to be the the guy that was going to do all the models and the dinosaurs for Jurassic Park, and then they went on to CGI CGI, and you know, they sort of had sort of maybe sort of a grudge. But it was given sort of dino supervisor, so it became that sort of meme of you had one job. Uh, so that was quite fun. But he he's definitely not better. Um, so it reminds me a little bit of um, Santa Claus guy from I think you should leave. Um, shout out to that guy. He's probably one of the one of my favourite comedy, comedy actors at the moment. He's so strange and unusual, but I love him to bits. Anyways, so that was Sunday, and that was Forbidden Wills Fest. So what we're going to do now through the magic of editing is we're going to join past Larry and Tessa from Forbidden Wills to discuss a lot about the history of Forbidden Wills. Hello Tessa, thanks for coming on the show, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much, uh, it's nice and sunny up here in Glasgow, thankfully um, I've just been out doing, out, the, out doing the garden, so that's been fun um, It's nice and sunny in Bristol Good, yeah, I, I, what, what can I get into a little bit? I, I've come back very sunburnt from Bristol after the festival, so we're going to be quite fun <laughs> I can't about that. all the way from Glasgow. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that that we'll talk about that in a, a second, but that's kind of testament <laughs> to how appealing the, the festival was. Uh, so obviously we're talking about for Involves Festival. Um, so can you tell me just first a little bit about your kind of role with Forbidden Worlds? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm now one of the lead programmers. Um, when uh, we started this festival last May, um, there were five of us and we came together as, as Bristol cinephiles um, to create this new festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we were all kind of programmers. Um, uh, now we're, yeah, so now I'm a lead programmer, but also sort of I deal with all the marketing and PR for the festival. That's right. So you, you, were, you were kind of a group before Wooden Worlds? You said you were Bristol cinephiles? Yes. Um, so we, we all knew each other in various capacities in Bristol um, through our love of film. Um, and uh, Tai Singh uh, w- wanted to create a festival, um, a film festival. Um, and yeah, he kind of brought us all together. So so that was nice. That's really good. That's really good. Um, and so can you tell a bit more about the kind of the starting of the festival? How, what kind of made, made that kind of come to fruition? And what was sort of the ethos behind doing this type of festival? So really we wanted to celebrate um, genre films. Um, well, it, when we started last May, we, we were focusing on a particular year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware, but we were doing 1982. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. celebrating 40 years of um, 20th century flicks. Um, so it was all films from 1982. So that was a great theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could all, you know, we all, met up and discussed what what our favorite films were from 1982 um but not only that like sort of what what would appeal to an audience mm, yeah. um and this was of course after um um our festival directors had had found a location that had been abandoned mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. of course is the IMAX um the IMAX screen in Bristol Aquarium mm-hmm. um it was sort of sitting there unused um although we still love for the aquarium staff mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't used for anything um so yeah we thought that would be perfect um and and turned out it was <laughs> yeah so that that, that imax would hadn't really been used until you guys kind of came for last yeah, year's I mean, festival and this year's festival yeah it was used back you know years ago mm. um when the the building was quite new yeah they used to use it a lot um, and we still have um, one of the projectionists 
um, Andy, who who did projection on it um, back then. Mm -hmm. um, he still comes and works with us at Forbidden Worlds, so that's really nice. And he's you know he's really he's very experienced with with how it all works. Excellent, nice, excellent. And so so with Forbidden Worlds, obviously you spoke a bit last year about doing kind of based on some nineteen eighty two so films around that year that year. Um, often it are films that kind of fell about the fortieth birthday. Would you, as a specific way now going forward, obviously with this year especially, that you kind of chose the films to to show this year? Uh, is there a kind of way, a kind of criteria, so to speak, that you should use now going forward and may use in the future going forward that to pick yeah, the movies? We're gonna sort of, sort of, we'd like to have, we'd like to know more about what our audience would like. Mm. Um, but this year, um, obviously after we did our little spin off in October, the big scream. Mm. So of course we were doing sort of horror films for Halloween mm. weekend, yeah. which went really well. Um, this year, this May, just gone, uh, we decided to have three themes. Um, mm. So we really wanted to celebrate uh, creature creators. Um, so of course we had King Kong, uh, you know, one of the, the first um, creatures. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to celebrate Michelle Yeoh. Mm -hmm. um, she was we've, going forward. We're going to be having sort of a Forbidden Worlds Film Festival legend, and she yes. was our legend. And then also because Twentieth Century Flicks um, are part of of this festival team, it's sort of celebrating that kind of video classic that you used to rent from the video shop in the eighties yeah. <laughs> um, and nineties. Um, so we have our whole thread of that. So I think we'll all always have that thread of you know, video shop classics, and then we'll have an action engine thread, mm. whoever that will be next time. Um, and then we'll then have another thread. So it, we'll sort of work out what kind of genre films we can show in a different thread. So quite exciting to know what we'll come up with for the next one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very very interesting. I think that was part of the appeal of it. It was a, a big kind of mixed bag of stuff that I, would, that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, obviously a big proponent of of genre films. So, especially the the Harryhausen films, and getting to getting to see kind of your talks from Vanessa Harryhausen. You know, his book being mm -hmm. about her dad, who's some who's he's some kind of like I was considered quite a kind of a hero of mine in terms of like I would grow up watching those movies when I was a, ch a child. So, getting yeah. to see you know Sinbad in the big screen and getting to see King Kong and. Did um, you have a chat with Vanessa about them? And for, and do you know? I, do you know what? I didn't get the chance to speak to, and I really was like, I'm kind of, I, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm upset about it. I'm also happy because I think mm. I would definitely have cried in front of her <laughs> because I would definitely be like, your your dad's movies mean so much to me oh, because but... um they are such they, they are such kind of amazing movies and they're such um even though you know in the years of now CGI and stuff like that and um. When kind of practical effects are kind of sort of a thing in the past, so they're sort of mm. seen this sort of a gimmicky thing now. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's very mm. interesting to go, to go back and visit those films and see the kind of wonder they, they actually have. I think it's funny that you said you would cry because I actually spoke to someone who who, who attended King Kong and he hadn't seen it for such a long time on the mm. big screen, and uh, he said he cried. <laughs> well, that was actually my first time watching King Kong ever. I'd never seen it before in my life. Oh wow. Um, which is got my girlfriend was like, what, what, what do you mean? And I was like, she's like, but I did the film night and I was like, you know, I showed King Kong and I went, yeah, but we'd only just started going out. And I think that we'd, I think I was working when she was, basically did, she did like a, my girlfriend is quite kind of, a, she's like a fashion scholar, but she did a sort of a, 
much like much like I say, I've a kind of programmer's kind of role in mm-hmm. a place called uh, in in um, Hippodrome is called, and Bonness is like a sort of a in a sort of small small town out near kind of Falkirk, between Falkirk mm-hmm. and Stirling kind of thing. In Scotland, there's this like amazing, beautiful, beautiful old cinema. It's been kept completely pristine, never oh, never wow. changed the seats. It's oh, like just, really? just an amazing big kind of like the roofs all painted and like stars and like like a kind of a sky kind of thing. It's really amazing. Um, you should check out if it's like, pictures. I'll inch them over. But yes, and she showed King Kong and she talked. Did it give a big talk about oh, fairy and talked about her kind of costume. And so she is kind of very big on on that that end and. There'll be some podcasts coming with her in the future talking about oh, cool. the fashions of like commando and stuff like that. So that's I'm sure it'll be interesting. It'll be, quite, it'll be quite fun. Um, so obviously, I just to kind of mention myself that I came down, I travelled all the way down from Glasgow to, to Bristol. Uh, I've thankfully got like I've got a friend that lives in Bristol, so it's good to see him and his new new child. Um, obviously, the minute I seen. You guys are showing the Michelle Yeoh films and showing King Kong and showing the Terminator, which is like I, I consider as much as that. And obviously, for the people at home, I have a Terminator two poster on my on my wall, <laughs> which I really love. Um, but Terminator, the first one is is probably my favorite of those of those films. So seeing that in the big screen and like the getting to see the kind of talk uh, from Ian Nathan about but Stan Winston was a big thing for me. Like again, kind of touching on practical effects, it's something I'm yeah. really interested in. Um, so Did you was, enjoy that intro more than the James Cameron one? <laughs> no, I, I think the whole weekend was much about much about uh, more even more surprising. I think that when we got to Sunday, yeah, and there was a bit, there was a moment of just, I was sitting, we're about to start watching. I saw on Precinct Thirteen, and I went, "See if fucking John Carpenter comes on here right <laughs> now, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind." Yeah, and I literally, and when they came on, I went, I oddly went for fuck's sake. I was just like, I just, I just like, it was like, okay, obviously, obviously, it's John Carpenter's like giving this intro now, obviously, because as we'd had Renny Harlan, which we'll go into in a second, uh, mm-hmm. we've had obviously, you know, Brian Henson again, a, a big hero of mine. Um, oh, yes, Brian Henson was amazing. I was so like, cool. Like, I, I, I like, literally text my girlfriend with Brian Henson's like doing an intro thing. Oh, she went, what? Like, and I was like, because she loves loves him up as much as me, and we both love like Labyrinth and stuff like that. So that's like, it's amazing to see kind of him on the big screen. Uh, given a thing about Return to Oz, he just I completely forgot that he was actually in it. <laughs> He'd done other stuff for it, but yeah. Um, but so coming down, the thing, the, the the big thing for me was getting to see these films, and then when I got there, we were sitting in the kind of in the IMAX. It was kind of a cool thing to like to be sitting, you know, as much as we're sitting all day away from the sun like vampires. Um, <laughs> it was cool to get to to sit down and like and have a kind of group of people. Enjoy the movies, you know, kind of sort of quietly watch the movies for the most part. Um, I think there was a, maybe a few people during, I don't know, I can't remember what film it was. Amsterdam. Where, Amsterdam, I think some people get a little bit righty through Amsterdam, maybe a little bit merry through Amsterdam, I think. I suppose it's Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Saturday night, I suppose, yeah, and watching a very, very daft, <laughs> uh, very, like, very um, body sort of film. Um, but it was like, it was just an interesting thing to come down and, be part of that, a sort of a, um, a sort of a part of a kind of a scene, I suppose, in a way. Even though I'd come from obviously a different kind of part of the country, do you think that's something that you are kind of quite proud of going forward with, with Women Walls? Is that something that you 
see as a sort of a, a large large bonus towards like a sort of community in Bristol, uh, creating a sort mm-hmm. of this um this festival that not only just has you know folk from Bristol, but you know people travelling from other parts of England and also myself from Scotland. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely because we started it, you know, for kind of Bristol cinephiles and film fans and film you know film audience, anyone who likes to come and watch films, older films in a mm-hmm. cinema. Yeah. Um, and then of course we've become more popular um with people coming from other places i mean even people coming from london and obviously in london they have all the cinemas mm, but, yeah of course <laughs> yeah 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 they do yeah yeah nice for people to come from further afield and you know that's that's really we're really appreciative of that and and you know for you guys to to make such an effort to come you know from so far away and we'd love to sort of get our outreach out to anyone who who yep. who would enjoy these films we show um so yeah it's awesome i think it's i think that like you just you know you can touch on a lot about yourself there is it normally when you see these kind of things kind of going on they're, they're generally in london you know you mm-hmm. know the kind of prince charles or you know there's yeah. obviously london action fest coming up ne- in the next month um that's fighting spirit film festival you know, they, they are kind of more kind of London-centric and you're, or can maybe they, more like kind of down south and sort of maybe in Brighton perhaps. Yeah. Um, I mean, sort yeah, of they, yeah, um, still on the south. Yeah. Bit, but yeah, yeah, it's maybe yeah, yeah. London. So, yeah, so it's, it's, more, it's, it's, it's seen as more of the, that was that's the place to go to. But I think coming down there, now obviously I, I can only speak from my per, per, personal point of view, but because um, I've, I've never been to Bristol, that was my first time being to Bristol. Um, I'd, I'd obviously had, had friends, a friend I met from wrestling, through wrestling, and then we're wrestling, should I should say. He lived in Bristol and he was always kind of singing these praises. And when I got down there, I was like, I was blown away by, it's a cool, just a cool city. There's like, you know, it's very yeah. shouldn't he? Everybody seems to be on those motor, motorized cycles for some reason. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> There's like scooters. <laughs> yeah, which I think was, I think whoever's invested in them. <laughs> you not have them making, in Glasgow. We, we do. No, we, we've got bikes. Oh. I think we're, the, think we're a bit more hardcore, a bit like, <laughs> no, just, you're going to have to put pedal, mate. You know, if you're going to go a place, you're going to pedal, mate, okay? You can't can have more ice things. Can <laughs> I ask, what, what sort of, where, how did you hear about Forbidden Worlds? I think it was, it was through 20th Century Flicks. I, I sort of, I've always sort of admired them from afar because they're sort of doing think, something that's, that's quite close to my heart, is doing physical media. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm really big of, and the sort you obviously can't see it now, but on, yeah. on the side of this, and then the cupboards and like there's like VHSs upon VHSs and DVDs and Blu-rays, and I've, I've I'm boxes in behind me that. You see, and then oh, you this. you like the sort of lineup that. that yeah, we, yeah, that, I think it was just I think it was just see, seeing something like that, and knowing that it was like it was a good, a good price. It wasn't miles away, you know. I could go down and I could, you know, I could take the plane down. Um, I could see my friend. Well, that was mm-hmm. a big thing was like, I can kill, I kill two birds with one stone. I haven't seen my friend <laughs> since after, before, well before COVID. Um, and go down and see these these films and get to see, the whole big thing was getting to see films that I really wanted to see. Like, like I'd not, I'd never seen any of the, never gotten to see any of the Jackie Chan films mm-hmm. in the cinema. I'd never got to see We the Dragon in the cinema. So my, you know, my dad, my, like my dad had, and obviously that was something I kind of. Oh, the way of the dragon. Uh, yeah, the way of the dragon. Get to see that was martial art films. Get to see a dragon first of all, and then like get introduced to him from my dad, and then get to see like get you know see you know the Michelle Yeoh films, and then mm-hmm. getting to see 
then obviously getting the mix I've got getting to see like Dolls, which is one of my favorite kind of horror movies. I've, I love oh, that yeah, that movie. Um, I just I just I'm really glad. Yeah, I think I think it's just, it's just a, a fun thing to go go for. And I think I said though also on Twitter. I think that that's just going to be an annual thing now. As long as you put it on, I'm 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 like I'm buying a ticket no matter what. Like, awesome. um, because I think it's I think that I would I would strongly encourage anyone to check you guys out because I think you are doing something just that's kind of unique unique and it's very interesting and it's like it's very uh, like I didn't feel like uncomfortable there um I felt like it was like a very a very nice kind of group of people and people were very friendly and it was like no kind of arsonists or very snobbiness it was very like <laughs> it wasn't like yeah, a, a, a room full of musos it was a room full of people that wanted to watch it always seems like a very welcoming friendly crowd um yeah and yeah I, I really do like the crowd that we get um it just says something for all the you know the the people who love films really <laughs> i think it does i think i think you you you've sort of cultivated a sort of a festival now that that can sort of bring people down and or up from you know london or you know down from glasgow or like hopefully further afield in the future and then kind of set them down and if they if they want sort of and all the films were you know that you know they're you've got to talk about King Kong and stuff like that, you know, they're, they're, mm. they're masterpieces, but there's some, you know, there's things like Amsterdam where it's more trashy and like, <laughs> that that's, it completely speaks to my sort of, my my um, my wheelhouse of movies. I think um, Nina Mansour, she said, the minute she's seen that, the lineup, she was like, this is my shit. And that's exactly, <laughs> I, I just laughed because then I went, that's exactly how I felt. The minute I seen it, I was like, this is my shit. I just, I literally, the minute I seen this lineup, I went, just show my girlfriend, like, this is like my festival. This is like, 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 like audition, all the, it's like made for me it was like literally like i'd wished it into existence um but that was i just think it's such a, a cool thing and hope that you only get bigger in the future and like um Hopefully, yeah i mean we've got such a huge audience already so um you know um we'd obviously like to appeal to everyone um mm-hmm. and uh yeah so hopefully going forward we um we'll find those those genre film fans who we've missed because obviously we're slightly different because a lot of film festivals don't just show like film from the eighties and nineties mm. and, and before that. Um, they show some new stuff as well. So I think it's yeah. quite different in that way. Do you think? Do you think that's something that you 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 think kind of is quite unique to that? That yeah, as a sort of a conscious effort to sort of like not yeah, not kind of go into we, that. We've always said we're not really going to show anything post two thousand. Oh. And, and most of us, you know, the core team, we're all about the same age. So, you know, grew up in the 80s. So um, we were, we have those fond memories of growing up with those films in the 80s and 90s. So it's yeah. nice. Yes, it's very much, it's, it, it, obviously we spoke talking about be, that kind of festival being my shit. It's very much like this sort of, this podcast especially, but kind of built off the back of that. I said mm. kind of on Twitter about films like kind of Cliffhanger and Supercop and Road Trio and, uh, Royal Warriors, those are kind of the films that are kind of the backbone of this this podcast and the that sort of time frame you just talked about, the 1980 mm-hmm. to year 2000, that's where I kind of, this podcast kind of sits in really, it's, it's all that kind of sort of golden age as far as I'm concerned and mm-hmm. I think you may, you may, may agree there that this is where it's all, these films were the kind of the pinnacle I suppose, not to shit on you no know, films that are coming out no. af- after that because there's been amazing films that have come out after that and works of yeah. art that have come out of that and trashy, trashy gross stuff that's coming after that True. but there's still those those kind of movies are just speak to me 
yeah. more than you know modern or post two thousand movies do, yeah. do. So it's an, an interesting thing. And so looking over the, the over the, the, the festival on the whole and the, on the weekend, do you have a kind of personal highlight for yourself? And is it Rennie Harlan's TED Talk? <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean. I was most excited about seeing Return to Oz on the main mm. screen, um, the big screen oh, yes. because um, I loved that film when I was growing up and it meant a lot to me uh, and to watch it on that screen um, with the intros, um, mm. uh, you know, I love those two intros yes. um, because, you know, th th they were really into <laughs> Return to Oz and they're creature creators and and I really loved that part of it. Of course, James Cameron was a big highlight because, you know, James Cameron. Um, and yes, James Cameron. <laughs> I, I love exactly, yes. talk about his friend and, and you know, I, yeah. I think that's why he did it because he really wanted to talk about his dearly departed friend. Um, you know, there were lots of highlights, you know. Uh, yeah, the intro to Police Story 3 was mm. amazing, you know, to get her to come. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, just, it was just, just all of it was such a highlight. It's hard to pick one out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I think that's that's part of the part of the part of the. the yeah, and Gremlins the, too, as well. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Gremlins too. I think, I, I I remember seeing that like when it came out. You know, back sort of. I think it was like is it eight nine? I think it came out eight eight nine. I remember being uh, taken. I must have been very very small, very young. Yeah, it was about 88, eighty nine. Yeah, I was maybe I was maybe like six or something that came out. So I think that. Um, it was a bit, a bit, I don't know, maybe a bit too, it, can, it is very kiddish. I think the second one is a lot more palatable to children, especially because it's got Hulk Hogan in it. And at that time, yeah. Hulk Hogan was my jam. <laughs> maybe not so much now, the stuff that he says. Um, but <laughs> certainly back then, yeah, getting to see a wrestler, like, oh my God, there's Hulk Hogan. It's like, he's, why is Hulk Hogan in the Gilmore's movie? Well. <laughs> it has, and I, I like, I, I thought it was so funny. I just, I, I, I couldn't stop laughing at it because it's, even the bits I'd, I'd laughed in a million times before and like got excited about, and I, I kind of texted my girlfriend as well. What I went I, I, at forty-one, I just kind of start crying at anything. Anything that's like remotely sappy, <laughs> I was starting. I was like, every time I last seen Gizmo talking or moving about, I was like, I'm trying not to lose it. Don't lose it. Just <laughs> it was, calm down. I, mean, I was like, crying. I was crying at the end of Return to Oz. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that again. That's again another kind of nightmare fuel film. But so getting to see that like half ten in the morning was a quite an experience, but. Again, it's just such an that again that was a film that I loved when I was growing up as well. So, um, just very very fun, I think. Uh, so, I mean, it was also wonderful to get Shannon Lee um, to introduce the Way of the Dragon because uh, yeah, that was yeah, amazing. That was amazing, and I, you know, it was really amazing to see that on the on the big screen too. I mean, yeah, Bruce Lee was an icon. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely as well, and like, and though obviously you know with this podcast, I, I kind of we kind of skip a little bit over it, but of course it's a little bit after what you kind of. Since past and the, the films I'm talking about, um, those films still have a kind of big, a big part of you know, the, of martial arts and the, the love I have for martial arts as well. Even though I'm, I am a bigger Jackie Jackie fan and midly for than Bruce. Getting mm -hmm. to see where with the dragon on that big screen, you know, the way it was meant to be seen when kind of back in the seventies, I suppose that, that you know yeah. the, maybe my dad would have seen it. Um, we should have asked Jackie Chan. Uh intro <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, no you never know you never know okay maybe, maybe i can convince you next year um like we keynote speak speaker i'm not gonna say that it's fine <laughs> uh so but yeah i mean like obviously I, I think they would be very hard to pick a specific highlight uh for me yeah. i mean obviously rennie harlan we talked about a second ago that 
just it was just so funny. I think I think it was because it went from being like, why is this guy gonna when is this guy gonna stop talking? Oh, this guy's song is really funny, and then it went to be like, right, let's get to the film, and he kept talking, and you're like, so now it's, it's went back to being funny again. It's like, just it was so like. It, but I was loving it. I loving it because I think that like somebody like that is who's so passionate about his movie. I think that's the whole sort of the weekend was like that. You seeing film, seeing you know the speakers, you know like Cameron and Carpenter and Brian Henson yeah. and Mister Harryhausen, and I was speak of it. Just be very passionate about the films you know they they, they were involved with and obviously they, they they were talking about. I think that was like the really interesting part of it. Um, yeah. seeing like these people that look that maybe are bigger directly like Cameron obviously a, a huge director now that's making he's a he's immensely like big movies but still talk about this kind of this kind of smaller budget film and with such reverence about his his friend as well and I love these sort of talk his love um his stories about Stan Winston about he's like oh like you're a whore that would take money <laughs> and then they just were staring at each other like angrily and then became like like massive friends I thought that was amazing so yeah, was, uh, and, a, and a weekend full of highlights, I think there's, it was just, Definitely. it's hard to pick you know, a specific one. I just think being down there and on the whole was a highlight for me. I think getting to experience that with kind of people that were like-minded and um, sort of my people, I suppose, in a way, um, mm. just, you know, bun, using bunny ears there, quote, unquote. Um, just, I think that's something that just really interests me. And we don't get that kind of thing up here in Glasgow. I mean... Mm. It takes a little bit of like we do have um Kijarama, which my friends um Megan and Sean do at, at the the Matchbox Cinema Club. Uh, and they do KianoCon as well, I think, sometimes. Um so that's kinda of cool way to get to see that stuff, but it's kind of few and far between and we've got Glasgow Film Festival and we've got Fright Fest mm-hmm. now. But it's it's mm-hmm. sort of in a in a in a in a world where it's more about, you know, in a scene where it's more quite a lot, a lot of focus on horror, it's kind of nice to see something that's maybe not just focused on that one thing. It's nice to have a mix. Yeah, so it's nice to have a mix and go down and go like, okay, that you know, I'm not not going to see not not going to see any horror films, but I'm also going to see a kind of good bit of kind of action movies and a kind of fun movies as well and sort of like creature films and stuff like that. So it's a big kind of mix and yeah, getting to see films that maybe but yeah, and getting to see films that didn't. I hadn't got to see in the before, and also seen films that I'd never really known about, like Prey, for instance. That was that was that was a that was a banger. I thought that film was so like mm-hmm. so fun. Um, but so kind of what to kind of go to kind of um, last kind of question. Now, obviously, we, I just talked earlier about your, your move creep as a whole is you know all about he's actually he's in these action movies. Um. I talked to my talk to all my guests about their favorite action movies. So, can you tell me, Tessa, what's your favorite action movie? Well, <laughs> action wise, I mean, action is such a such a broad genre. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I love the <laughs> I I love um, so many action films. I mean, I love Predator. What do you call mm, that action yes. film? Yes. I love all the Indiana Jones films. Um, I suppose the Terminator and Terminator Two is an action film. Die Hard, mm-hmm, True mm-hmm. Lies, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I've actually been watching um, 
romancing the stone. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was watching Jill and I, oh, yeah. romancing the stone, the Jill and I, because um, they bought the double DVD in a charity shop, and I suppose they are kind <laughs> of action adventure, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very kind of very Indiana Jones esque. Those films are, yeah, are actually, I enjoy the them. Festival, yeah. For some reason, I've had this urge to watch like eighties and nineties action adventure films. So I've watched all of the Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. um, and then. Um, uh, I'm now on the Jewel in the Nile. Um, I kind of love that old, older um, action adventure style, and I don't think we really make them like that anymore. No, we don't like like King Solomon's Mines as well. That's a good one as well. Mm. Um, that's a good one with Sharon Stone and oh God, the guy from the Farm Birds. I can't remember. I'm blanking okay. his name now, but <laughs> that's a, that's another that's another kind of version of that film as well. And the Firewalker also- with Chuck Norris and. Luke Gossett yeah. Jr., which is kind of the same sort of like going hunting for a treasure kind of in the, in the yeah. desert and, and sort of like in the jungle sort of thing. So also I'm quite basic with my action films. You know, my, my <laughs> favourite trilo- action trilogy of all time is probably one of the best trilogies of all time. You know, the Nick Cage triple. You've got Connor, mm. yes. Face Off, The Rock. You know, you, you can't get better than those three, to be honest. Yeah, they, they are sort of the pinnacle. And I'm wearing a uh, shout out to my producer, um, Petros, who does a Nicholas Cage podcast, Caged In, a uh, couple of connections he does. So, oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing his, wearing his Nick Cage Mandy t shirt just now. Um, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's yeah, so I mean, Conair is like one of my favorites. As much as I love Face Off, that Conair just has sort of like a special place in my heart. Is, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as The Rock does as well. Did you yeah, yeah. Um, meet the Nick Cage cutout at the festival? I did. I did get, I got a nice picture taken with Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I text Petro straight away and was like, "Look, I've, I met your friend from work." He's like, "Who?" And I was like, oh, "He's like, fuck's sake!" Uh, so that was quite funny. So yeah, yeah, like I, I definitely the minute I seen that on your socials, I was like, "I'm having a bit of that. I'm having a wee bit of fudge with Nick." Um, it's it's really as close as I'm going to get. I actually, um, I actually, uh, I just thought you know I'd reach out to Nick Cage's manager and I said, um, "I sent him a picture from the last festival with Nick Cage cut out mm-hmm. with all of us," and I said, "Oh, he's become something of a patron of our festival." would he want to come, you know, uh, in May? And his manager was kind enough to reply to me and say, oh, he won't be able to come, but <laughs> I'm going to invite him every time now. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I mean, there's always a case of, of you know, showing Conair, showing The Rock next year and saying... Yeah, the Nick Cage. Perhaps, perhaps, a, little, perhaps a, little, a little intro, maybe, from the, from the, the man himself, maybe, we maybe convince him, but I don't That'll know. That a live intro <laughs> from Nick Cage. Yes, I think I think if you got that, I think Petros would be straight down there like a shot, including myself yeah, as well. Right, but we need to we need to move from recorded intros to live intros. <laughs> yes, yeah, you need to have like, you need to have like little people in the front. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so with, with that, Tess, uh, uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, um, and I would love to have you back, and we'll talk about a, a full on action movie next time. Thank you for having me. It's been no, perfect. at all, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Bye. So that was my trip to Forbidden Balls and that was my chat with Tessa. Uh, I'll definitely be back next year. Um, look out for me. I intend to do a little bit more interviews and speak to a bit more people there next time. And um, hopefully, you know, um, maybe I can get to speak about a film. I don't know. You never know. I'm putting this out there. I'm putting this out to the world. Tessa, Timon, if you listen to this, I'll come down and speak about it. Um, don't take this podcast as uh, <laughs> a representation of my speaking. Um, I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking crap anyway. Uh, so thanks for Tessa for coming on to speak about uh, Forbidden Balls and speak to me 
about you know her love of action movies as well. Uh, thanks as usual to producer extraordinaire Petros. And I'll see you on the next episode where I'll be talking to Robert from Creeping Geeky about my favorite film, Commando. As usual, you can follow the show on Your MC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email the show at yourmovecreeppodcast at gmail.com. Remember to like, subscribe, submit a review on iTunes, and I'll see you soon, creeps. Mm-hmm.